This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, August 19th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Scientists report big breakthrough. China gobbles up U.S. soy and parched west gets relief. Now here's a note from the editor. Daybreak will be on hiatus next week. We'll be back Monday, August 29th. Supercharging photosynthesis. Study finds major yield boost. Scientists are reporting some major success in sharply boosting crop yields by engineering plants to be more efficient at photosynthesis, their process of turning light into food. In a study published in the journal Science, researchers with a project based at the University of Illinois increased yields in soybean plants as much as 33% without harming the protein or oil content. Now, why it matters, our research shows an effective way to contribute to food security for the people who need it most while avoiding more land being put into production. The study's lead author, Amanda DeSouza, reported... How it works? Well, crops that are growing in full sunlight normally dissipate excess light energy as heat, and the leaves continue to do that for a while as the plants transition to shade. That transition reduces the plant's photosynthesis, but bioengineering can accelerate the transition, increasing the plant's efficiency. China stars in big week for U.S. soy export sales. The U.S. sold more than 1.3 million metric tons of soybeans in the week ending August 5th through the 11th for delivery in the 22-23 market a year, and more than half will be going to China. That according to the latest weekly data from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Chinese buyers committed to taking at least 779,000 tons of the new crop during the seven-day period. That total could be higher because FAS also reported net sales of 273,000 tons to unknown destinations, and those sales are often to China. The 22-23 market a year for U.S. soybean starts September 1. Grain traffic remains strong at Odessa ports. Eighteen ships have reached the Odessa ports looking to load grain, 25 have departed from the three open ports since August 1. That according to the Turkish Defense Ministry, which is playing a key role in the newly resumed commerce. Ships, including those that were docked at ports since the Russian invasion began in late February, have now carried out 622,000 metric tons of grain under the supervision of the Joint Coordination Center in Istanbul that's staffed by officials from Ukraine, Turkey, Russia, and the United Nations. Rain provided some drought relief. There are signs of improvement in the drought that continues to grip much of the West and the Plain States. Parts of New Mexico, Arizona, and Utah have seen an inch to three inches of rain over the past week. According to the weekly U.S. Drought Monitor, some 22% of the West is now rated an extreme to exceptional drought, down from 29% last week and 26% three months ago. Texas also has seen some improvement. 62% of the state is an extreme to exceptional drought, down from 68% last week. 
There was a little deterioration in Kansas, where 32% is now in the extreme or exceptional category compared to 29% the week before. Some 43% of California is an extreme to exceptional drought, down from 46% a week ago. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000-plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers, dairy products, and the dairy industry. Funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Reclamation looks at cutting evaporation and seepage losses. The Bureau of Reclamation is looking into how to address water losses in the Colorado River Basin based on evaporation and seepage, and action that has long been pushed by the four upper basin states. The amount of water lost in an upper basin state's reservoir is currently uh, deducted from the state's total allocation. So, for instance, the amount of water that Flaming Gourds Dam loses each, you would be deducted uh, from Wyoming and Utah's annual allotment. But lower basin states can access their entire allotments regardless of how much water their reservoirs lose. Chuck Cullum, the executive director of the Upper Colorado River Commission, told AgriPulse he believes this to be an equity issue. What this means is that they can overuse the system and drive storage down and put us all at risk, Cullum said, of the lower basin states. Democrat admonishes over lack of new Colorado River cuts. Representative Greg Stanton, the Arizona Democrat, has scolded the Biden administration for not acting to impose additional water usage cuts on the seven Colorado River Basin states. The states failed to agree by this week on how to conserve an extra two to four million acre feet of water. The Interior Department announced a Tier 2A shortage for the 20. 23 water year on Tuesday, increasing existing curtailments for the three lower basin states and Mexico. But these cuts were already mandated by drought contingency plan states agreed to in 2019. In a letter to President Biden, Stanton said Interior's pledge to take unilateral action to protect the system was hollow. By continuing to kick the can down the road, the department is doing a disservice to the system and endangering the Southwest socioeconomic viability, said Stanton, a former mayor of Phoenix. EPA delays deadline on applicator certification plans. EPA is extending until November 2023 the deadline to approve state plans for certifying applicators of restricted-use pesticides. A recent extension from March 4 to November 4 did not provide enough time for certifying authorities to respond to EPA's comments and complete the approval process, the agency says in a Federal Register notice. As of July 8, EPA had approved 7 of 68 revised certification plans and estimated that about half of the plans should be approved before 
November. Here's today's He Said It. I asked the Congressional Budget Office, which is the official scorekeeper of Congress. How is inflation different in rural America compared to the rest of the country? In rural America, inflation is up 130% of that suburban America. It is harder. It is harder because of this reckless government spending for us and for the people who I represent to put food on their table or clothes on their backs or gasoline in our cars. That Representative Jason Smith, the Missouri Republican, speaking at the Missouri Farm Bureau's Ag Advisory event at the Missouri State Fair. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, August 19th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.